Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. We are broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers, alongside Barry Cronin. I am Mike Esposito. Barry, and we are very excited to bring in our next guest. We go on out to the Alpamonte Nissan Hotline. Alpamonte Nissan is in Melrose Park on North Avenue or at apnissan.com. Uh, you saw him at the Masters. He is the interpreter and uh, manager for Hideki Matsuyama's name is Bob Turner. Bob, good morning. We appreciate your time here on the scorecard. Uh, thank you, Mike and Barry. Thank you for having me on your show. And good morning to some great friends and everyone in Chicagoland. Oh, well, thanks so much for being joining us, Mike. I know you're out in Salt Lake City, so you're on mountain time. So you're an hour earlier than we are. So we really appreciate you, you getting up. But, uh, uh, my you know, pleasure. We, uh, you know, Mike, the average viewer... Uh, says uh, sees Hideki Matsuyama being interviewed in post round, um, you know, pretty much through the week, and uh, they see this this nice gentleman sitting next to him. And I thought, well, maybe he's a member at Augusta National. He just happens to know how to speak <laughs> Japanese, uh, because you know you're so dignified and everything. So, um, but w- w- how did you get there? People think you know you just show up and, and do that job, but but you had a kind of a long and and winding and interesting, fascinating road to uh, to sitting up there with Hideki. Well, it, it it has been a long road, Mike. Probably forty three years in the making. Um, first time I went to Japan, I was a 19-year-old. I was a, a missionary called to serve for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and served a two-year mission there and uh, came back to the States, uh, got married to my beautiful bride of 47 years now. She's also from Japan. Got, she got homesick here in the United States, and so my last year of college, we moved back to Japan I uh, played on the golf team there at the school I was going to and, and uh, was at a couple of tournaments. The 
guys that ran the tournament saw me and said, what the heck are you doing over here? And they offered me a job <laughs> mm-hmm. on the spot. And so I've been in the golf business now for 43 years. And uh, what what kind of work do you do for Hideki? You're, you're not just his interpreter. You do other things. Yeah, I'm his, uh, his uh, manager, uh, interpreter, uh, travel agent, gopher. Uh, we do we do everything for him and and our clients, uh, who are all from Japan, all professional athletes that play here in the United States. We do everything for them, so that all they have to do is focus on either golf or baseball or whatever their sport is. Um, handle all their logistics, their uh, their hotels, their travel, their entries, their. Uh, and interpret for them. We pay their bills. We uh, uh, make sure that uh, uh, all is well with them. And, and uh, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, Bob Turner is our guest. You saw him uh, at Augusta last weekend sitting alongside uh, his client, Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, Bob, the interpreter and manager, as he just kind of described for Hideki. Uh, and that had to be kind of surreal, Bob. And I know, obviously, Hideki is a professional golfer and you've been to Augusta before, but Sitting there uh, as he was presented a green jacket uh, and watching, you know, as you said, this has not been a, a short uh, road for you. You have uh, been there for the long haul with Hideki. That had to be quite a moment for you. Yeah, it was like no other. It was, uh, you know, as a as a former golfer, you know, you always dream of, of walking off the 18th green there and, and hugging your family and putting on the on the green jacket. I think we all do. And uh, to have that opportunity to to uh, watch Hideki hang in there, to uh, give him a hug after after he finished, uh, watch him put on the green jacket, uh, it's still now just sinking in. Uh, you know what he accomplished, and uh, so proud of him. You know he wasn't playing all that well coming into Augusta. Um... Uh, you know, he, he, he was kind of, you know, he, he's always had a little bit of his weakness, I think, in his game, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, has been his putting. And he really hadn't won since 2017. And if you just look at the stats, he was sort of so-so. So did you have any expectation going into the Masters that he was going to compete the way he did? Or or was this a surprise to you, too? No, absolutely. I was... Uh, um... I, I was surprised as anybody. Um, you know, I was just hoping he was going to make the cut and, and uh, you know, play his best. Uh, you're right. He hadn't had a, a very good uh, um, preseason. I mean, from January on, I think he had a, a couple of uh, maybe top 20s. He's been working on his swing, uh, has a new swing coach, uh, made a couple of adjustments, and I think he was working on them and, and – uh, uh, so no, my expectations weren't weren't that high. But you know, you you drive down Magnolia Lane, and and there's something special about uh, Augusta National, and especially for Hideki, it's a special place for him, and and uh, everything just fell into place. And then he had that uh, you know the tremendous uh, back nine, or in, at Augusta National, they call it the second nine, on mm-hmm. Saturday after the rain delay. And uh, and put himself in contention and and uh, was able to get the job done. Yeah, he uh, he he also uh, 
Yeah, you talked about his swing. People who follow it remember that you know Hideki used to you know he'd he'd take a, his transition, he'd take the club back, and for what seemed like about 20 minutes, hold it up there, and then yeah. swing down. So uh, I obviously I'm exaggerating, but now he's trying to uh, he, he he doesn't hold it uh, he doesn't hold it back there as much as as long anymore. It's it's not it's a, it's a little bit. Uh, uh, smooth but a little bit quicker transition yeah he's he's he shortened that pause and and has worked on uh, uh like you said the the transition at the top um is a little less pronounced as it was in the in the past and uh mm-hmm. same with his putting too um and he struggled with with putting the last couple of years um but he is a i mean when he was a when I was first with him ten years ago, I mean, he made everything. And uh, but I think that's part of you know being a youth and not having any fears and and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know how that goes. Yeah, right. Bob Turner is our guest here on the Scorecard on 670. The Score, Bob, the longtime interpreter and manager for Hideki Matsuyama, and uh, you know you guys talked about it, Bob, uh, with Hideki in the interview uh, with Jim Nance right after the round, right after Hideki won. How much this meant to the country of Japan, and and having and as you mentioned, your wife was born there. She's a Japanese woman. Um, can you put into words for our listeners how important this is and how this translates over uh, in Japan for for fans of the game of golf? Yeah, it's it's been huge, um, monumental. Uh, historic. Um, this is something that uh, the golf fans in Japan have waited for for a long, long time. Um, I wish I was there to experience. I've talked to Hideki since, and and uh, and uh, you know some of his uh, people over there. It's it's been a quiet homecoming though for him because of of COVID nineteen and the pandemic and. Not able to, you know, have a hero's welcome at the airport and and uh, uh, press conference and everything, but it's been front page on on every newspaper. The, the TV ratings for the the Sunday final round in Japan was um, over 50 percent, meaning over half the people of Japan watched that, uh, which is amazing. amazing. A lot of tears were shed. Uh, people that don't even play golf or knew about golf uh, have great uh, you know pride uh, in their in their new uh, uh, golf hero and it's uh, it's really been fantastic and Bob uh, I don't know if you uh, negotiate uh, sponsorships and contracts with him but um, <clears throat> what will this mean uh, for him in terms of his uh, ability to uh, you know, just ascend to, to the uh, the stratosphere of off course earnings. No, you're right. It, you know, when you when you win a major, uh, you're you take that next step up to the next level, um, and so um, he will be busy, I'm sure, this this next year. Uh, yeah, we do negotiate contracts for him, and up until now, all of his contracts have. Uh, come mainly from Japan, but I anticipate there will be more from the uh, uh, United States and, and from Europe in the days to come. See, this is another thing. When we were talking, Bob, you, you, you kind of told me that you were his agent, and I and I and I, my impression of you was not as the you know the typical um, 
uh, uh, image that you one would get as of a, as a, <laughs> of an agent. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the the Jerry Maguire syndrome. Although Jerry Maguire tried to be honest, but there's a lot of agents that are kind of working all the angles, and it doesn't seem to me like you're that kind of guy. So uh, so it's it's uh, it's good to talk to you on that score too. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, so yeah, yeah, so your 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 son is in the business too, correct, uh, Bob? Uh, with you, and what is what has he been doing? I think maybe our listeners would be interested in that. He is. He, he's he's worked for us, and uh, um, yeah, we got a call uh, one time one day from the uh, Seattle Mariners. Along about in the year two thousand, they had just signed a uh, a new closer from Japan, uh, Kazuhiro Sasaki. And they asked if we knew anybody that would uh, would come up to Seattle and and take care of him, be his interpreter. And so Alan got Alan is our son, Alan Turner. He got that job, and and uh, the next year they signed Ichiro Suzuki. And uh, Alan has been with Ichiro now since you know 2001, and traveled with him uh, when he went to New York and then Miami, and now back to Seattle where Ichiro is a a coach for the uh, for the team, and Alan is with him uh, um, every step of the way still. That's now, now that yeah, Alan ahead, would be a Alan would be a fantastic guest, Bob, for for one of our baseball shows because I'm sure that's been <laughs> quite a journey as well. Uh, but oh. but as go ahead, I'm sorry, Bob. No, for sure, for sure, he's a he's a he's a good boy, and uh, he has probably a lot more stories to tell than. Than I do. <laughs> well, no, and you, Bob, listen, you, this has been great. And as we let you go, and we really appreciate your time, uh, we haven't really even talked about, like, like what kind of guy is Hideki? I know everything that I saw afterwards and as you kind of watched the Masters unfold, everyone referred to how stoic he was and composed and whatever. But you could see him getting emotional there at the end, and, and he was having a hard time keeping it together. Uh, tell us about Hideki, the person. You've obviously known him for a long time, and and you've seen him ascend to to great heights here in his career. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, he's a he's a fine young man and uh, very well deserving. He's a hard worker, one of the first on the range every day, and and one of the last, if not the last, to leave. He uh, he's very shy, um, and and so a lot of times the answers that he gives to the media is is short, uh, but very much to the point. He. Uh, you saw when he, you know he made the last putt there to to win the Masters. Um, you know there was no you know um, uh, yelling or jubilation. Just calmly took his cap off and congratulated uh, Xander and his caddy and and uh, he walked off. Uh, you know hugging his uh, his team. Um, he's a he's a down to earth. He's blue collar. I don't know if you saw the. There was a photo um, of him at the Atlanta airport on his way home Monday morning, um, just sitting, you know, just in a regular airport uh, waiting room chair with a mask on and the green jacket uh, uh, folded very nicely over the, the top of the chair on his way back to Japan. Um, he's just a, a down-to-earth uh, great guy, and uh, look forward to... America getting to know him a little bit better. 
We definitely did see that picture. That was uh, very funny and goes to, to speak to what kind of guy he is. And, and before we let you go, I, I, I said last thing, but the, the, the gesture of his caddy at 18 after, after the round was also, I know a lot of people were talking about that. Can you talk about that and you know the, the bow that he did there at 18? Um, in Japan, all, all sportsmen have great respect for the, the sport and the game that they play. Uh, even little leaguers, uh, at the end of the game, when they walk off the field, everyone will take off their hat and, and turn to the field and bow. And so what Shota uh, Hayafuji, his caddy, did uh, for Shota was not a, uh, not a big deal. I mean, that's just what uh, Japanese sportsmen do. They show respect mm-hmm. to the game. Shota was showing respect to Augusta National, to the Masters, uh, by doffing his cap, his cap, and, and bowing. And uh, it's it's typical Japanese. That's the the Japanese culture of respect for the game. And uh, it, I'm I'm so glad that the uh, that they uh, were able to capture that um, mm-hmm. and share that with the the American people. It was. Uh, it was quite a quite a moving uh, photo of of what he did, and uh, now it was tremendous. Absolutely, I know myself and and lots of other people certainly thought that was wonderful to see. And uh, you've been a wonderful uh, guest to have on, Bob. We we really appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for taking the time to tell us your story and to talk about uh, Hideki Matsuyama, uh, our our new Masters champion. Well, thank you, Barry and Mike, and it's been all my pleasure. Hopefully, we thank get together much, again Bob. soon. Thank you very much, thank you. Bob. What a, what a great uh, what a great guest. Thank you so much. That's thank Bob you. Turner. He is uh, the longtime interpreter and manager for Hideki Matsuyama, and uh, what a great story. I mean, reading his backstory, Barry, and he kind of told us a little bit, but. Uh, as a college student on the the Mormon mission that he was there, he he wound up in Japan uh, and played golf, and he was like the lone American there, and he wound up getting into not only the golf business but the uh, the business of assisting Japanese athletes as they as they came over here, and he he kind of ran down everything he did in terms of logistics and interpreting and. Uh, paying their bills and all that. I sounded like, man, it's like I need to get one of those uh, services, <laughs> you know, I, for, for my own life here. But no, it's it's a great story. Uh, and um, he's he's exactly as you said up front, because I thought exactly that as as they were sitting uh, with Jim Nance after the round for the interview, the classic post masters interview there. And I'm like, I'm like, who's the nice older guy there? You know, the you know the very distinguished-looking gentleman uh, to uh, to Hideki's right there, acting as an interpreter, and and now we know. Yeah, that of, was just uh, Bob right yeah. there. That's awesome. What a, what a good man, and uh, uh, what a wonderful nice guy, and uh, uh, and he doesn't seem like the uh, the typical agent. And when I told him that, we were talking on the phone before he came on uh, last week, and uh, or earlier this week. And I said, you, you're an agent. I said, you, you know, I've been around agents, and I, and uh-huh. you know, uh, nothing to undermine my uh, other agents, but he doesn't seem like an agent. He says, I'll take that as a compliment, you know. So uh, yeah. just a just a cool man, and uh, yeah, that that picture of Hideki at the airport that that kind of made it all yep. over social media with his green mm-hmm. jacket. I sat, I'm sitting there, and I'm going, wow. 
most of these Masters champion wound up wind up on uh, TV shows. They do the they do the right. rounds, you know, the next evening or in the next sure. morning for the following week. Hideki, obviously not speaking English, didn't do that. But I was thinking that the that the uh, the that the Augusta National people seeing seeing the green jacket li- lying across, I mean, nicely folded on a right. on a in the airport. You know, you'd think they would have given him a suit bag or something so he could yeah. zip it up and and, and on a hanger. <laughs> So I'm Literally, sure they're uh, I'm sure they're a little bit horrified down there in Augusta because they do everything everything every I is dotted and every T is crossed and then they go oh my God we forgot to give him a suit bag. Yeah, that that is literally the equivalent of me sitting at O'Hare with a with the with the green jacket just laying there on top of my <laughs> uh, top of my carry on bags. But it was surely fun and uh, as as Bob said. He's a very laid-back, blue-collar, modest, shy individual. And, hey, he just won the Masters. He's got to get back to Japan. He's got to go home. So that's 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 the way he did it. Went you know, to and the uh, other, Atlanta the, Airport. And the other thing, Mike, is, is of course, he came. I, we always have to have a Chicago angle because we're always Chicago-focused here in our little town here. Right. Uh, our little backwater of the United States. Uh, he did fly into Chicago because he had to fly to Tokyo from uh, from O'Hare. So we got a okay. Chicago angle on the story. But the there other thing go. I was going to the other thing I wanted to say about this is that uh, you know the Japanese follow these guys around like crazy. R- uh, Rio Ishikawa, mm-hmm. he's been out at the John Deere before, and you'd have like. I mean, a lot of what way, all kinds of Japanese media, and and Hideki gets like, you know, there's a lot of Japanese media, a lot, and he doesn't mm-hmm. say much. He's kind of shy, and mm-hmm. unlike Ishikawa, who used to dress really uh, flamboyantly, and and he he was a good talker, etc. Hideki's not like that. But the point is, there were only seven because of COVID. There were only seven Japanese media at the Masters. Four of them photographers and three, you know, writers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And typically there's like, you know, at least three times that many, you know, at a big tournament like that. And, I mean, it's it's massive. So I'm, I was going to ask Bob, and we didn't have time, but whether maybe that lack of media pressure and attention maybe helped him relax a little bit. Um, but anyway, maybe next time was, Bob's on, we'll, we'll ask him yeah. that. It was great. It was great talking with Bob Turner. Uh, still to come on the show, Barry, we will talk to our friend Ed Sherman who's got a great uh, master story of his own uh, from a few decades ago. You'll definitely want to stick around for that. Uh, we'll continue to talk a little masters uh, and Hideki Matsuyama. When we return, this is the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine with Barry Cronin and Mike Esposito right here on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back to the scorecard with barry cronin and mike esposito presented by chicago district golfer magazine on chicago's sports radio 670 the score and odyssey station and we are back. Another half hour here on the scorecard, followed by early odds and then inside the clubhouse here on 670 The Score. Ed Sherman, our friend and former co-host of the scorecard, will join us around 740. Until then, Barry Cronin and me, Mike Esposito, talking to you about the Masters. We just talked to uh, Hideki Matsuyama's interpreter and manager, Bob Turner. That was uh, good fun, Barry, uh, and a really great story. And I know our listeners... Uh, definitely appreciated it. Our text line, by the way, if you'd like to text us, brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. From the 630, what a great interview and a great man. Good for you guys to have him on. Uh, 309 Peoria Matt tells us we've been spoiled with a November, April Masters, and it's going to now be a long year, Barry. So the, those <laughs> came in uh, during the during the break, but agreed on both counts. We've had two Masters in five months here. And, uh, and, and Bob's story, uh, although I had uh, read it prepping for the show and talking to him was, was great. It was uh, really, it's really been a, a fascinating turn for Bob and a great turn for, for Hideki. Yeah, and, it, and uh, one, of the, one of the stories that I sent you was, uh, was from the New York Post, uh, yep. written by Ian O'Connor. And uh, Bob was so nice. He said, I can't believe Ian wrote such a great story about me. We only All we did was walk a couple of holes out together out at Augusta National. Well, Ian's one of the top writers, uh, golf writers in the country. And, of course, uh, you know, once again, I believe the Tribune and the Sun-Times uh, did not have a writer there. Uh, unfortunately, because uh, we are golf writer free here in the uh, mm-hmm. in the metropolitan area. Although uh, the Daily Herald, I have to say, out in Arlington Heights, uh, Len Zeem, uh, my old companion at the Sun Times, mm-hmm. uh, former companion, is uh, is still doing some great work out there, and he's really the only guy that's writing. Uh, but he didn't cover the Masters, so uh, 
Um, you know, it's just it's unfortunate that our that our local metro papers uh, don't have golf writers anymore. I was going to ask Ed, maybe this uh, the Swiss billionaire who just bought the Tribune, mm-hmm. uh, maybe he'll restore golf writing. Although I don't know if he's a golfer. Who knows? I think he's yeah. I think he's like a political guy, but whatever. You know, well, these things. Happen. We'll have. We'll have to find out. I, I do. I think Teddy was the last, and uh, yeah, maybe. Teddy Greenstein maybe, was the last. Yep. yep. Maybe, just maybe. The, the good news, though, Barry, is that we do have Chicago District Golfer Magazine, and this segment is presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Uh, and you know a thing or two about that. It's a, it's a great read. In fact, uh, Ed, uh, who will join us in a second, that is where I learned of his uh, his Tiger Oprah story, which uh, we will hear here in a second, and uh, we will have a, a good time with, but... That is certainly yeah. a good good golf journalism uh, here in the Chicago area, and uh, we certainly appreciate it. Well, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I've been editor for about a year, and what we're trying to do, really, Mike, as much as we can, we have six print issues uh, every year. I mean, every, yeah, every year, and so we're trying to, as best we can, fill the void. You know, we're not a we're not a daily newspaper, mm-hmm. um, and so we don't necessarily cover events day to day. But I think we're trying to do present feature articles and and uh, and uh, keep up with our our local players uh, like a Doug Gim and a Nick Hardy, uh, and, you know some of the other guys uh, who are trying to make it on tour or who are on tour. Doug's on tour and he's been playing well, so we're trying to uh, to kind of fill the void. And you know what a what a magazine can do is is some of the longer feature stories with with yep. good, good photography and everything. So that's what we're trying to do and. Uh, you know, and if you if you want to get the magazine, all you have to do is join uh, the Chicago District Golf Association, and uh, you know you get all kinds of benefits, including the magazine. If you only yep. got the magazine, it would be worth it. But That's you get right. a lot of other stuff too, so it's uh, cool. Hey, that was my commercial for the magazine. There you go. Well, and, you, and you know what? Hey, we we were just talking about the Masters, and and then all of a sudden, and I I thoroughly enjoyed, and because I do get the magazine. The uh, the long form piece on on local native Kevin Streelman that was a, a fantastic read and really interesting, uh, and it was cool how he talked to you know talked to uh, his journey and really how you go from you know being broke and having no money and trying to make it and then all of a sudden you know he's been on the tour forever and uh, and you know doing very well for himself as you would imagine being a professional golfer but uh, it's a great story and he's from the uh, Wheaton area. Right. And he, he wound up, you know, he started out playing, you know, little Illinois Junior Golf Association events and mm-hmm. uh, wound up playing at, uh, uh, at, at I think it was uh, Wheaton North uh, High School and then uh, got a scholarship to go to Duke, played there. And, um, you know, then he's kicking around those mini tours back in the day mm-hmm. and wound up, you know, it took him years. He used to he used to practice out at the Bensonville Golf Dome. Right. Uh, owned owned by our friend Mike Monroe, who would see him uh, every night, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, he'd pound balls during the winter, and then he was a substitute teacher during right. the, uh, you know, during the, you know, when he when he wasn't on tour. So anyway, but yeah, and now he's made millions, and he's out there now that he lives out in Scottsdale now, and right. um, places like Portillos and, uh, uh-huh. uh, yes. you know, and Lou Melnati's are are, are, are yeah. beginning to expand out there. So he's so, that was our feet. That was one of the 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 inside uh, pic photos were of him uh, mm-hmm. ch- chowing down out at uh, at Portillo. So it was a pretty cool story. So uh, yeah, there's and a lot there's a lot in there that's really good. Agreed. So yeah, check out the uh, the Chicago District Golfer magazine and uh, that article in particular was great. As was the one written by our next guest who will join us right after this break, 
Ed Sherman used to host this show, The Scorecard, for many years with Steve Olkin. He used to write for The Trib. He now has a column in the Chicago District Golfer magazine. His column that we're going to talk to him about, it involves Tiger Woods and Oprah Winfrey and Ed Sherman. And those three people and the, the confluence of events that brought them together, we will uh, we'll talk to Ed next uh, right here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. And back on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine here on 670 The Score. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito with you. And we are uh, excited to be joined by uh, a, a familiar voice to uh, longtime listeners here of the scorecard. Uh, he will be joining us uh, shortly. Uh, Ed Sherman will be on with us. A great story. And uh, uh, we will look forward to hearing it, Barry, uh, as, yeah. <laughs> as Ed joins us. But uh, um, he will be joining us momentarily. Uh, we talked about uh, Hideki. We talked about the Masters. We've talked about a friend of the program, Stuart Sink, who is uh, the, the this weekend's tournament uh, down in Hilton Head, Harbortown. Uh, Stuart Sink is a has a five shot lead right now yeah. uh, over Corey Connors at uh, at Hilton Head, uh, the RBC Heritage. He is 16 under after a 63-63 uh, to start uh, start for the the first two rounds. Uh, not too shabby for Stuart, and uh, and he's uh, he's hot. He, he played w- great in the Masters last week too. Yeah, he was T12 at the Masters, so uh, I think that means he gets in next year. And uh, you know, to 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 shoot 63 in your opening round on a Thursday, and then to you know, normally the next day you shoot 77. You know, but uh, mm-hmm. but he backed it up with another 63, which is pretty good. He's got his son. Uh, Reagan on the bag, caddying for him, which I believe he did last week at the Masters. So they've really got uh, they've really got it going. Um, they've got a good game plan, and uh, you know they know how to attack that course. Stewart has won uh, the Tartan Jacket a couple of times before uh, in his career, so uh, the uh, the course obviously fits him mm-hmm. or he fits the course however it's a it's a different animal than uh, than augusta national uh, much tighter and much more uh, uh you know it, it's just a different course <laughs> although i did hear cameron smith who i think who is uh, a couple of strokes oh yeah he's he's behind but he's about seven strokes off the lead but he was leading after one round and he just said yeah the chipping and putting is so much not easier but you know, he said at the Masters, you know, you felt like, you know, any disaster could happen any second. And here, you know, chipping is is more reasonable. <laughs> you know, not as right. not as frightening. Uh, well, so it's it, a little little bit easier venue. It's it's like a it's like the the entire PGA Tour that's playing there is a is just like a big exhale. It's a group mm-hmm. exhale uh, when you play at, at Hilton Head the, the week after the Masters. After the Masters. Well, and and it's funny because, you know, Stuart Sink was on this show last year, and we jokingly refer to him. He was? I didn't, I didn't remember that. I, That's incredible. Amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he is a friend of the program, and, you know, as I'm reading – as I'm reading about him, he he has been on quite a tear. He he, he won for the first time in 11 years uh, last September at the Safeway Open, and he's been uh, in the top 25 times, including last week's in the Masters since then. So maybe we do have something to do with that, Barry. We'll we'll, we'll certainly uh, roll with it and take credit. So certainly, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and we are uh, we are now pleased to head on out to the Alpamani Nissan Hotline. Alpamani Nissan is in Melrose Park on North Avenue. 
or you can find them at apnissan.com. Uh, our friend Ed Sherman joins us, uh, writing for the Chicago District Golfer Magazine. You knew him as a uh, host of this show for many years. Good morning, Ed. How are you, buddy? First time caller, long time listener. Oh, Ed, it's good. To, I'm sure all of our listeners have. And uh, you probably slept a little bit longer than uh, today than you yeah. normally would uh, back yeah, when you were hosting this to... uh, bright show. No, I wake up and listen to you guys, and uh, it's, I'm thrilled that uh, Steve and I, Steve Olkin, and I are thrilled that you guys have taken over the tradition and doing such a great job. And uh, so it's always a, it's a tradition. I do sleep a little bit later, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed, uh, you were kind enough to. Uh, First of all, you've been writing a lot for Chicago District Golfer magazine, and, yeah. and you know we really appreciate it. You're a good editor, I hear. Great work. Well, you know, whatever. We, we, you know, the editor doesn't have to do. It's like, you know, you don't have to play an instrument. You just conduct. You know, so it's good. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, but but uh, you, so you've written. It, it was funny. You wrote this really nice uh, article about the future of golf. What's going to happen uh, this sure. year uh, after the pandemic? But then, as we were talking, you told me this great story, and and I said, Ed, why don't you write this column? So, it's about Oprah and Tiger and Ed Sherman, and it's like, and it was your Tell us a little bit about it. It's not, I'll just set the scene. 1997, Ed Sherman. 1997. 1997. Your first, your, your first, first Masters. Golf that I ever covered. No, it was the first right. golf tournament I ever covered. I had just been okay. assigned to the golf beat at the Tribune, which I was very happy about because, you know, I'm a very – I'm an avid bad golfer, but I love golf. And mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, that was the year that Tiger was just turning pro and he won twice that fall and he won another couple times early in the year and now he's coming in to play his first masters as a pro at 21 now mind you he had not made the cut in his first two previous masters he is he was coming into the tournament not playing very well um he hadn't really done anything in a few a couple months where he even really contended but all the hype was about tiger and, you know, obviously because he was this new face of golf. I mean, the guy was Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year in 1996, even though, you know, he just barely turned pro. Obviously, you know, it was pretty good call considering the kind of career he's had. But going into that tournament, there's all the hype was about Tiger. And, you know, and you had a lot of good players coming in. And I kind of said, you know, and I thought, um, well, let's kind of, you know, tame the hype a little bit about Tiger. So I wrote this story why Tiger won't tame Augusta. And it came out the Wednesday of the tournament. The problem or the... the well, to what, make Ed, where, where did they... Well, first of all, wait a minute. I want to ask you. Where did they play this story? Well, that was the problem. The problem was instead of like usually burying the golf stories like they usually did, it was they blasted it across the whole front page of the sports section. I mean, it was right in the middle, front and the center. It was the big story of the day. So now I'm really hanging out on a ledge. But I think, you know, okay, the guy shoots, goes out on Thursday. Now, Thursday morning, or Thursday afternoon, he goes out and shoots a 40 on the front nine. 40. You know, four over. Four over I par. Mean, the guys, right. He's got for, Tiger, forget about him winning. He's not going to even make the cut again. And I'm feeling, okay, I'm safe. And I'll never forget this moment. On 12, I'm watching. He, again, he hits the ball behind the green on 12. So now he's looking at another hard up and down just to make par. He's maybe going to go five over. And he chipped it in. 
you know, as Tiger does. And I went, uh oh. <laughs> and I just got a sense right then and there. And he played, and he plays that back nine and 30, you know, and then all of a sudden, and then he just puts on a just, uh, you know, he didn't just win the tournament. He shot 18 under and won, what did he win by 12 shots he or something? He won by 12 like shots. He completely and buried so, the, uh, the PGA Tour for the you next know, and So I'm um, like, uh, you know, and, you know, this was the days before email, but I, you know, but they do have, did have phone you know, where email was prevalent. They did have, voice messages and my uh, my voice you know i just was like i couldn't even listen you know people were just skewering me most people were pretty good-natured but you know i will say there are people who kind of accuse me of you know not being a fan of tiger because of his skin color which was pretty offensive uh to me i had nothing to do with it but um but most people were you know were pretty good-natured about it and you know it just was this whole weekend it just kept getting worse and worse and worse i mean the guy just put on you know it was an epic i mean it's arguably i think his masters and jack winning at 46 are probably the two biggest masters of all time as far as impact and memory for people and um and so and so i actually wrote a mia copa the you know the day uh the day of the um that he won kind of okay you know, saying that this, I said that Tiger Thames Augusta was the worst headline in the Tribune since Dewey defeats Truman. Right. And, um, and, you know, and had some fun with it. And so, um, you know, this kind of, you know, put poke in front of myself because obviously, you know, that's what I, 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 I have experience doing that. And um, so then that week he gets invited to be on Oprah. Which and, at the time they, was at Harpo Studios in Chicago. Right, right. And he gets invited to be on Oprah. And so they invited us to come down you know, to watch the taping of the show. <clears throat> we weren't in the studio. We were in, we were in the uh, control room, you know, with the directors. And there was a couple, just a couple of us, you know, maybe me and another writer. And like about five minutes before the show comes on the door just flings open like you know just she doesn't just walk in it flings open and there's oprah you know and all her bluster where's this guy writer who where's this writer who you know said tiger wouldn't win i bet you he's eating crow right now and she's kind of and i'm like trying to you know where's this writer and you know you better you be eating some crow she kept saying eating crow and um, and I'm like laughing, and she's laughing. And I said, I apologize. I said, I'm, yes, I'm eating a lot of crow. Serve it, you know, serve it, um, please. Well done, please, you know. And uh, and she's laughing. And then she mentioned it on the show. Well, we have a writer back there who's I saw before the show who, uh, you know, said you wouldn't win. I bet you he's eating crow right now. You know, and so that was kind of, you know, that was kind of a funny story. I mean, that was my first golf tournament. Man, was that you know, was that a way to break in? But um, it was a funny story. I love telling. And the thing was, the thing is, I mean, literally for years after that, for years, people would remind me of that prediction. I mean, people that I didn't even know, you know, they, they, you know, you'd introduce a, you know, you the golfer. Yeah. Oh, I remember that prediction you had about Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it was like the gift. Isn't, it, isn't that giving. amazing? Isn't that amazing, Ed? I always found that to be to be unbelievable when you would, you know, you think you're just writing stories and going on. Right, and people right. don't know who you are and whatever. But people do. I mean, I had, you know, anyway. So, yeah, it, it just just fascinating it like how much people remember. Was, it, but you know what? You know, people say, would you do it? I would have written the same story looking back. I just probably would have maybe toned it down just a little bit. But if you looked back at the facts, 
going in, he was not playing well. He hadn't won, He hadn't even made the cut there. I don't think he shot the low 75 in any of his rounds there. Four rounds, he played twice there as an amateur. And he had no real momentum going in. You know, so I didn't, and, you know, Faldo, I remember Faldo, who was the defending champion, made a big deal about how there was a learning curve to Augusta and how it took several years to, you know, to, to learn the course and the nuances. And so I threw that in there. You know, I had these reasons. I thought it was pretty well thought out. Just was the, uh, I just didn't, I didn't really factor in the fact that Tiger was going to be the best player of all time, I suppose, when I wrote that story. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, no, it, that was his coming out party too, Ed, and I think that's what because it's such a memorable. You know, it's not is, just one of his that wins. Was the it most, was his, yeah. Yeah, it was the most watched Masters, most watched golf tournament of all time by far. Yep. And it wasn't like people were watching because there was drama. There was no drama on Sunday. They were watching this new star, you know, just yep. explode. And um, and keep in mind, he didn't want another major for over two years until they came here to the PGA in 1999. Now, you know, and so, it, you know, he, he didn't, well, he, he, went, he went and changed his swing. He won the he Masters by 12 and he went and changed his swing. I mean, in, in, that's, in, 1990, that was in 1998, in 1998, mm-hmm. he changed his swing, you know, um, you know, so that's when he really became, you know, this you know, uh, outer world type guy, you know, winning all those majors and, you know, in eight, probably eight, nine year period. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a really fun, you know, talk about breaking in. And the other story that I kind of relate to that, uh, that you know, I'm out in the 10th tee on that Sunday, you know, and this, you know, about to walk in after walk following him on the front nine. And who do I see out by the 10th tee? Ernie Banks. Ernie <laughs> Banks is out there. And I'm like, Ernie, awesome. you know, and I, and what are you doing? You know, what are you, Oh, this is, you know, Tiger Woods. Oh, I got to be here. You know, this is the most unbelievable thing in the world, you know? And so I was talking to Ernie and it was very, cause I had to write a big story for the front page about not the cultural, you know, the, the historical impact of a African American winning this tur- golf tournament at Augusta national, which didn't allow African Americans until Lee elder, I think in 1976. And here's Ernie Banks who can talk from the perspective of what this means to African-Americans as he was one of the first African-American baseball. It was the first African-American baseball player for the Cubs. And, you know, and he gave me some great quotes for it, but I'm like, Ernie Banks, what's what more, what more is going to happen on this week? You That's, know, it was pretty, it was pretty memorable. Very, Ed, thanks very for coming awesome. on. You're, you're running up against the break, my friend. So, uh, but okay. thanks so much for coming on and humiliating okay, yourself yet again. <laughs> well, it's always fun. Thanks guys. <laughs> Continue right, the right. good job. You're, right, you're a good sport, man. Thank you're you, a good Ed. sport. Barry, we are out of time, as the music tells us. Uh, a lot of fun and uh, great stories there from, from our friend Ed Sherman. Uh, Bob Turner was awesome at the top of the hour. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama's interpreter and manager. Also, thanks to Mike Gilligan. Thanks to you, Barry. We'll talk to you next week. And awesome, thanks to Mike. Thank you, Barry. We'll talk to uh, Adam Studzinski, our producer, next week as well. He does a great job, as always, back at the SCORE studios. That's Barry Cronin. I'm Mike Esposito. This is the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Early odds is next here on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 